This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after a tough Monday night for the Giants. You know, when Barkley breaks the run finally. And the Giants find the end zone finally. You thought there was a very good chance they were going to be able to take command of that game. Instead, Dallas took command of the game. They came right back and answered with an impressive drive. And then coupled that with a uh, extending of the lead. And obviously the Giants didn't have enough once they got the ball back to get anything done. Um and they fell by a touchdown in a game that wasn't an awful performance, but it was a performance that's going to leave the Giants on the losing side of games because the Giants are lacking in a lot of areas. The Cowboys last night, with a backup quarterback who clearly is not your run-of-the-mill backup, uh, he's better than that. He has more poise than that. He can get the ball down the field. He's accurate. Uh Cooper Rush can play in this league. He's making that very clear, as a matter of fact. And he has gotten off to a very, very good start now as a starting quarterback. And he looks highly capable at the position. And clearly the Cowboys dominated this game on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They dominated. Their quarterback stayed clean. The Giants didn't put any pressure on him. They ran the ball for significant yardage, they ran the ball inside, they ran the ball outside, they did whatever they needed to do in this game, uh, you know, when you have the kind of running night that the Cowboys had, and then couple it with a solid passing night, don't turn the ball over, don't get your quarterback sacked, you're going to do a good thing. Then, on the, conversely, your defensive line is pressuring the opposing quarterback into into just running for his life, play after play after play, getting sacked five times, getting pressured 22 or 23 times in the game, getting hit extensively. The best thing Daniel Jones did last night was use his legs. That's his best quality. His best quality is he can turn a nothing play into a first down with his legs. He can turn a sack into a 15-yard gain with his legs. Okay, but you don't want to have a quarterback who's going to, on, on any night, is going to gain almost 80 yards rushing and virtually none of it by design. There might have been one play in there that was by design. Most of it is just running for his life or running to just try to make a play. The Giants made a play last night if Barkley made a play or if Jones made a play with his legs. Now, they did have some 
drops. They did get a bad call before the half on that offensive pass interference call. That was a terrible call. Shepard had a rough night all the way around. He uh, had that play, which was not his fault. I mean, that was a terrible call. But remember, earlier in the game, the Giants had mugged the Cowboys in the end zone and got away with it. I mean, mugged them and no call. So those things have a habit of uh, equaling themselves out. And Lamb had a huge drop. The Giants had some drops. And then, of course, Shepard comes off the bench for that 15-yard and negates that 15-yard personal foul, which you can't come off the bench. I mean, a veteran player, and he's a likable player. A lot of people like him. And then you saw where he got hurt late in the game and looked like he got significantly hurt. Uh, Players from both teams, you know, saluting him and, and going over to see him. He's a very popular player, but he had a rough night all the way around. He had a very uh, rough night. And what stands out there is that the giant offensive line is not there. It still needs a lot of work. Neil had a rough night. I mean, this is a team that has a great player in Micah Parsons, a very, very capable pass rusher in Lawrence who had a great game because the Giants were trying to take care of Parsons who was moving all over the place and freeing Lawrence everywhere to have the kind of night he had. But when you get defeated on both lines that way, and then you're defeated at the skill positions, the Cowboys have players. Yes, the Giants have Barkley, but they have Pollard and Elliott. And they have wide receivers who are explosive. And they have a return man who's explosive. And the Giants just don't have any explosiveness at all at the wide receiver position. You know, we thought Tony was going to provide that. You need a, they need someone who can be an explosive player at the wide receiver position. They don't have that. They don't have anybody who scares anybody. They don't have that at tight end. They don't have that at, at wide receiver. They do have it at running back where, you know, last night he got bottled up for the whole night and then, you know, burst away for a 36-yard touchdown. Let's be honest, the Giants, so far this year, have been very well coached. They made a couple of plays late in the game. In two games, they easily could have lost. The Giants right now could easily be 0-3. They're not. They're 2-1. They were the lesser team last night. They got outplayed last night. They got outplayed everywhere. Last night, they got outplayed at quarterback. They got outplayed along both lines. They got outplayed all night. The final score wasn't even as representative of how much they were outplayed last night. They were, they were beat up on both lines. And it's clear now, and we didn't know this. You know, the one game last year we didn't take as an indication of anything, but let's be honest. You know, let's be honest. This guy can play. Cooper Rush can play the position. They can win games with him at quarterback. They're doing it. I mean, they have a very good chance after next week against Washington, which has been terrible so far. You know, they have a very good chance to be 3-1. and And after the first week of the season, 
everyone was completely writing the Cowboys off. So they could finish the first quarter of the season, you know, at three and one. And it's a whole different, whole different game than everybody expected. If everyone is using this giant year to decide whether Dan Jones is going to be back, I feel it is a distinct long shot. I don't get the feeling at all that this is what the giant hierarchy wants a quarterback. Jones is athletic. He can use his legs. But there are times in every game where he doesn't see something he needs to have seen. He doesn't see a player that he should see. He doesn't make a throw he needed to make. He throws an errant pass. Now, last night on the interception, the receiver fell down. That's a timing route. The receiver fell down. That's not his fault. But there are plenty of plays that are his fault. And without question, his best quality is his legs. I mean, that goes without saying. Can he be productive enough? You know, in all these games, the Giants' best weapon is Gano. And it was again last night. He had the first one blocked. But other than that, you know, he bombs a couple more field goals. He's their best weapon. And you don't want the field goal kicker to be your best weapon. It's nice to have a guy who can drill it from 50-plus, but the bottom line is you don't want to use him every game. And you don't want him to be the, you know, the ultimate scoring weapon for your team. The Giants can be in games, but they don't have anywhere near enough players or playmakers on either side of the ball to make enough plays. And they have done, it just shows you. Look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys had to rebuild that offensive line. And they're rebuilding it for the first time in many years because they had done such a brilliant job in building it. The Giants have tried to rebuild the offensive line 9,000 times and they still can't get it right. It still doesn't work. They have got to get the offensive line figured out. They have got the line to where it is not a negative. They cannot have their quarterback under that kind of duress. Plus, they have to elevate their skill position people. They don't have a lot of talent at those positions. They don't have anybody you have to account for. They don't have anybody that scares you in any way. Now, this year it turned out a lot more pleasant than anyone would have hoped because of the first two wins. That gave them a re- it gave the head coach a chance to really stick his flag in the ground, which he did. He's the head coach. The fan base has accepted him. They think he knows what he's doing. Ownership thinks he knows what he's doing. He put together a good staff. Now, you saw the other side of what, what Martindale does. The blitzes can sometimes be excessive and give up really big plays, and the Cowboys gouge them on the blitz a couple of times for huge plays. That will go on. That went on in Baltimore. That, that is the other side of this. When you're going to sell out and you'll get the quarterback like you did in the Carolina game, there'll be times where they get outside containment and turn a nothing play into 40, 50 yards. 
that's the other side of the coin. But you have to get the pressure on, and that's the only way the Giants can get the pressure on right now. Now, they're just getting their edge guys back. Let's see how they're incorporated into the scheme. But what you took last night, even at night where the Giants are supposedly facing a backup quarterback, and I think with Cooper Rush, you can now put that away. Cowboys have better players. They got better skilled players. They got more speed. They got better pass rushers. They got better players. It's obvious. This giant group, which is going to be given time. And those two wins were a nice cushion because it starts the year of right where last night doesn't really even hurt, even though it's the Cowboys, and it doesn't hurt. Move on. You got a winnable game this week against the Bears. Then the schedule is going to get a little tougher for a while. But you'd like to get this Bear game under your belt on Sunday. That's a very winnable game. The Bears have no offense. You'd like to get this game under your belt. Get the three and one, and then you know what? You have a cushion for a losing streak. You have a cushion when you're going to see some better teams. You, you got a cushion for a couple of weeks if you if you hit the skids. You're plus two. You'd be three and one. In a year where not a lot wasn't expected, that would be a very very nice start to the season. It's all you could have asked for. But the th- biggest thing that's supposed to come out of this season is the determination as to whether the Giants want to go forward with Jones at quarterback. I think we are clearly answering that in the negative. I don't think the Giants' future is here at quarterback. Now, Dave was never going to say that. He can't say it. He's got to get a year out of here out of Daniel Jones. And they will tell you, you know, he did some nice things on loose plays. He did this. He did that. The bottom line is, you know, the bottom line is the Giants don't have a passing attack that can hurt anybody. And Daniel Jones is spending, really spending way too much time running for his life. You cannot run for your life on every play. And he, on virtually every passing play, is running for his life. I mean, he was pressured more times last night than he's been pressured in any game, and that says a lot. We'll come back with some giant emails right after. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa Podcast after a giant loss to the Cowboys. You can reach me at the Mike Francesa Podcast at gmail.com. Let's get a couple of giant emails in before we bid you adieu. Uh, Dan, we went to MetLife last night. Boy, and it could not have been happy for Giant fans. As I'm watching that game, my wife made it till the fourth quarter, then she fell asleep. I'm watching that game, and... In the fourth quarter, the Cowboys have the lead and the place is going crazy for the Cowboys. That could not, it's, you know, it's going to take a while to turn that place back into Giant Stadium. It's, it's just going to take some wins and it's going to take some time because 
those tickets have been up for grabs for so many years, and the Cowboy fans buy them up at, you know, three times the price, and they're all there cheering like crazy, and you would have thought you were in Dallas in the fourth quarter last night. We went to MetLife last night for the Cowboys. We have not been to a game in a few years, but the experience was completely different. The incessant music on every down, the music was still blasting in the middle of the play in the second quarter. Uh, I don't know anyone who is a Giants fan that enjoys this. That's not football. You know what? If you can't make sounds in the building as giant fans and can't have chance of defense or whatever it is that you're cheering for natural sound is what you want that piped in nonsense listen the giants haven't had a home field advantage since they opened that awful building that building was a downgrade who builds a new building and it's a downgrade that building is a complete downgrade in every way for the franchise it, it, they've lost their home identity. It's nothing like the old building, and they have not had a fan base since they screwed them with the seat licenses. So let's be honest. They caused their own demise with that. They gave away their home field advantage, and you saw it last night where that place is Dallas North in the fourth quarter, not Giant Stadium. Ron emails, I thought Dable made his first coaching error with the clock at the end of the first half. You are 100% right. It wasn't that big a deal, so I let it go, okay, because the Cowboys got the ball back and got a field goal attempt. Cowboys made a mistake by calling timeout. The Giants were going to let the clock run out. Cowboys made a mistake because the Giants could have completed an easy pass and had a knockdown uh, field goal for Gano. The Cowboys screwed it up, and and absolutely, you are 100% right, Ron, Dable messed up the clock. First mistake you've seen from him. First time he was off his game. Absolutely. The other time was I thought he should have. I know he was down a timeout, but I thought he should have challenged the spot on the fourth down play. I thought it was very close to him not getting it. The Cowboys thought so too because they rushed the play. They, got, they rushed the play. They came running to the line of scrimmage and made the play because they didn't know for sure. I thought he should have challenged that. He said after the game, I got upstairs quickly. I don't know if he did or he didn't because it wasn't a lot of time. And they told me he made it. I never saw a definitive shot that he made it. I thought, I know that's a hard challenge, but that's how big that play was in the game. I know what would have happened if he had missed it, but I'm telling you, I would have at least examined that because it was that big a play in the game. But you're absolutely right. He did screw up the clock management at the end of the first half. Uh, Lance emails, I think Daniel Jones, who I don't love, played better than it looks. A lot of drops, and he was rushed all night. All true. But here's what you don't like about Daniel Jones. He doesn't have a great presence He doesn't score when he gets in the red zone. And he misses way too much. He is very quick to run, and he's great with his legs. He was under duress all night, absolutely under. No quarterback should be under that kind of pressure. Absolutely true. He got out of it and made some positive plays with his legs. He did have some big drops, and he doesn't have great skill at the wide receiver position. All true. But... He makes every game a couple of throws that have you scratching your head. Every single game. And that's got to be cut out of, his, out of his game. 
clearly, if you watched last night, now he wasn't under pressure. I thought Cooper uh, Rush's presence, his pocket presence, his understanding of the offense, and his accuracy were all superior to Daniel Jones's. Ben emails, I know Galladay has been bad, but he played two snaps last week and has three targets last night. Uh, how can he be productive if he isn't used? He's in the doghouse. I don't know behind the scenes what he's done to get himself in the doghouse. He clearly is in the doghouse. He's going to have to bat. Listen, the Giants can't cut him this year. It's, it's a terrible cap hit. So they might as well now, especially if Shepard's down, they might as well try to turn him into a receiver and get the best out of him and then get rid of him as soon as the season's over. You know he has no future with the Giants. Try and get anything you can out of him this year because they need a guy who can be a possession receiver, can run a route, catch the ball, and move the chains. Galladay's proven he can do that. He's, He's very unhappy right now. So he's clearly sulking. It's showing in his play. I think the coach has to make peace with him for the rest of this year, even though he doesn't like him and he doesn't like the contract. We understand that. All true. Terrible contract. Not contributing. Not buying into the concept. Not a team guy. All true. You need him. They need a possession receiver who can move the chains. He can do that. He can be that route runner. Let him be that for the rest of the season because you can't get rid of him anyway. So make the best of the situation, and the day after the season's over, you clean out his locker, and you never see him again. But the Giants need his abilities at the wide receiver position. They don't have better. And I don't get the Tony thing. I mean, is he always hurt? Is he always out in space somewhere? What? Why is this guy not a player? There's something we're all missing there, and there's something going on there. I mean, it's, it, I, 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 he's always hurt. He is always hurt. So, I mean, sooner or later, they need to do something to elevate the position. They really do. All right, we got a lot more coming later this week, so stay tuned. Enjoy your day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.